Hey folks, I am Ryan Goodman and you are listening to the Agriculture Proud Podcast. Join the conversation and find all my content at agricultureproud.com. Well, hey folks, and welcome to episode 16 of the Agriculture Proud Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Goodman, coming at you from Helena, Montana. On this podcast, I cover a little bit of everything in agriculture and hear the stories behind a few of the people who are involved in farming and ranching from all different parts of the country. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever podcasts are found. Follow me on social media as Ag Proud Ryan and on Facebook as Agriculture Proud. And as always, you can find all the episodes and show notes at agricultureproud.com slash podcast. And while you're there, go ahead and hit subscribe at the top to get my weekly email so you never miss a blog post or a new podcast episode. Well, on this week's podcast episode, I have a fun interview with Carrie Lindell. Now, she is a novelist and Western writer. She's also a rancher and a rodeo cowgirl from north central Montana and, and quite the talker. We've got a good conversation today and, and she has taken a unique uh, spin on advocacy that I wanted to share with you today. So she actually, uh, you know, has done some writing and, and some blogging, um, but she writes a lot of Western uh, genre novels. And so she's got one coming out August 2nd this year. It's called uh, Reckless in Texas. And it's kind of talking about a, a rodeo stock contractor and takes you behind the scenes. And instead of writing about some of those things, about you know, kind of like most most writers in the genre might be. Um, she takes her practical experience of, of being at the rodeos and being in the ranch life, and imply and and uses that. I guess I should say she uses that uh, when she's writing to make sure it's a realistic point of view, and and in those storytelling. Uh, situation. She's able to work in some advocacy and make it more realistic, uh, more like reality as well. Uh, you can also catch her. She's she's on a blog. Um, it's uh, montanaforreal.blogspot.com. Uh, you can find some of her writing there uh, from several years. I followed her for quite some time, even long before I ever moved to Montana. Um, but she also writes, writes a regular newspaper column, uh, kind of a humor style from Ranch Life. And you can find her uh, in Progressive Forage Grower in their uh, supple, online supplement uh, to their print edition. And uh, she's so she's she's kind of all over the place and sharing some of her advocacy. But I invited her to the podcast so that she could share from an author's point of view. She's got some experience and some writing, some longer form material and working with a whole lot of different audiences all over the place. Um, you know, what advice might she have for ag bloggers uh, as you're trying to get your message out there and trying to reach beyond the choir? And she's got some advice to share, and I, and I hope that you'll appreciate that. And as you listen to the podcast, send me any thoughts you may have. You can connect with me on social media as Ag Proud Ryan. And now I hope you'll enjoy episode 16 of the Agriculture Proud podcast with Carrie Lindell. She's a rancher, rodeo cowgirl, and author from North Central Montana. All right, and here in the podcast this week, glad to have Carrie Lindell, Western author from Montana. Uh, thanks for joining me this week, Carrie Lynn. Well, thanks for having me. We've known each other online for a while, so. Yeah, for sure. Caught talk to you for uh, talked to you online for several years, especially on Twitter, and and uh, it's always, I think we've met briefly at a couple of meetings here in Montana, but uh, but good, always good to catch up. Hey, Carrie Lynn, uh, just to to kind of get us started a little bit. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you're involved in the agriculture community. Well, I was born and raised in Montana. Um, we are in northern Montana. Our ranch property actually runs right to the Canadian border. And we are about 15 or 20 miles east of Glacier National Park. 
So um, that area has no foothills. You're either in the mountains or you're not. So we are on the prairie, but we have a really, really good view as we basically look out the living room window at Glacier National Park. Um, we're at almost mile high altitude. So snow is not unusual for us until the middle of June. Last summer, we had snow on the 22nd of August. So the, really, July is the only month I can't remember ever seeing snow at our house. Then that time of year, it, it kind of disappears fairly quickly, so it's not... Uh... We had that foot of snow, and by the next afternoon, it was gone. And when it melts off, it's just amazing how the grass and the alfalfa and stuff respond to it. As long as it doesn't get cold enough to freeze the hay, it's just like magic. It goes from being brown to green overnight, it seems like. It offers its challenges, kind of ranching that far north or at that elevation and in dry weather can definitely be a different environment. Aside from being involved in ranch life today, Carrie's also been involved in rodeo across the country at several different levels. We started rodeo and we rodeoed my whole life. I mean, when I was two weeks old, my parents took me to my first rodeo, which back then you just didn't take babies out and about like we do now. And so, but my mom was sick of being stuck at home. So they took me to a little local rodeo and she was going to just hide in the pickup and watch. And of course, my grandmother went and dragged everybody she knew over there. So it was not much, the hiding didn't go well. But that was my first rodeo and I've pretty much been rodeoing ever since. I started competing at about age eight is like my first real competition was at the Montana Winter Fair and have been at it pretty continuously ever since. There were a few gaps when I first moved to Texas, when I first moved to South Dakota, where I didn't have my horses with me when I first moved, but then moved my horses down later. It definitely gives me the insider's view of both agriculture on a lot of different levels or a lot of different types of agriculture. And then also what a lot of people don't understand is that a lot of the rodeo cowboys now are not ranchers. There's a lot of them that didn't grow up on a ranch because they didn't either have that opportunity or there's someone like me who maybe they grew up on a ranch, but they are were forced into another career because the ranch couldn't support more than one family. And so there are a lot of what I call suburban cowboys. You know, we're people who live on the outskirts of towns and or we have jobs and rodeo is a part of our life, but it's not our only career. And we don't go home to the ranch every weekend. We go home to two acres on the outskirts of Hermiston. So it's a very different thing than how rodeo cowboys are portrayed most of the time or how most people picture rodeo people. And you've kind of been able to to translate those experiences into into some of that through through a writing career. Um, you've got some novels out and a book coming out here in August, actually, and kind of kind of been able to share some of that perspective and like some realities uh, into the Western novel genre of, of different books, right? I have, yeah, and that was really what triggered me because obviously, if you just heard me talk about my work experience. I did not start out with the goal of being a writer. I've always been a writer from a technical standpoint or a business standpoint. I've, I was a good writer, but I had never tried really to write fiction. And when we were in Oregon, my, I worked um, with Pendleton High School and Blue Mountain Community College. 
So I had my summers off, but my husband didn't. He worked for the irrigation district, so his um, the summers were the busiest part of the year for him. So I had a lot of time to kill in the summer. I was watching TV, and I watched this television movie that, you know, maybe wasn't horrible per se, but it, as a portrayal of the modern West, it was just so hokey and so far removed from what my experience is as a rodeo cowgirl, as a rancher, that I thought, you know, even I could do better than that. And it just kind of got stuck in my head, and I decided, you know what, I don't have anything else to do, so I think I'm going to just try to sit down and write a story. And I ended up writing a book, and it was about 500 pages long, and it had every plot idea I have ever come up with in my whole life all crammed into this one book. And so after that, I decided to get a little more serious about it. And I checked out some books on writing and, and tried to learn a little bit more about the craft and just sort of went from there. But my goal has always been to write the book that makes me feel the way it feels to be in the rodeo arena or to be out on the ranch. So that when a reader sets that book down, they feel like they've actually been there and experienced my world. I never did set out to say, I want to educate people about what it's like to live on the ranch. I just set out to try to be entertaining and let people learn about what it's like and the things that we deal with in the process of being entertained, I hope. Yeah, I think that's a really important important message uh, today. In today's world, of, of we've got so many messages coming to us a lot of the time. Um, you know, we're looking for something that'll entertain us, and that's that's kind of what catches on. So it's pretty neat to see uh, you to be able to, to put those those real life experiences, you know, to paper, and and be able to share that in a format that uh, that people are reading, and be able to share those experiences and realities of, of farm and ranch life. Um, I'm sure you've learned a few things in being able to write and, and share these informations kind of out there. What kind of rules do you have that maybe others might be able to learn something from when you're sharing information or, or writing online through blog or, or social media? I've seen this as a writer because my agent said, you need to have a web presence where people can see you. And at that time, blogging was just taking off and it was a lot easier because back then there was near a fraction of the content online and so sort of if you wrote it people would show up but nowadays you know one of the things that has sort of made blogging much more difficult and harder to get into and get an audience is just there's so many people doing it it's like if you turn on your television and you've got 165 channels to choose from, what you're going to settle on is going to be what entertains you the most. And so as a writer, obviously the purpose of having a blog and being on Facebook is to promote your work and to, to build an audience. But you can't do that by just saying, buy my book, my book is out, here's what my new book is about, because you're just an infomercial. So don't be an infomercial. And I see the same thing with some ag bloggers where it's painfully obvious that their purpose when they sat down to write was to educate and inform people about their lifestyle rather than they're not putting entertainment at the forefront, they're putting their agenda at the forefront. 
and their agenda is very visible and readers just don't stick around. Um, you will end up, you will have followers, but they will be followers who are people like you. So you end up preaching to the choir. So my number one rule is don't be an infomercial, whether you're promoting agriculture, whether you're promoting your book, your readers have millions of channels to choose from on the internet. So you have got to entertain first. And if you educate people in that process, great. But if you set out with the goal of educating people, you will almost always not succeed in entertaining. And that's true even with novels. And I think, I don't know how much you read, but one of the most annoying things to me is to pick up a book that's supposed to be a mystery or a romance. And you can tell that the writer had an agenda, that their purpose for writing this book was to teach people something or to try to persuade them to see something from their point of view. And it feels like you're being preached to throughout the book while they're telling the story. And that, to me, um, you're going to lose most readers with that. Several good different points there. I, I I do plenty of reading. I've got a whole wall dedicated pretty much to a good book, good sized bookshelf. Um, but yeah, you want to um, get get your message across, but you want to make it relatable, and you want to make it something that people have an interest in sticking around and and seeing what it's all about. I think I need to clarify too that when I'm talking about my approach to blogging and social media. I am coming from the point of a blogger who is attempting to write the sort of the day in the life type blog. When you cross over into the things that like Janice Person writes or things that are really intended to be educational, informational, they're more of a reporter or journalistic type blog. They're not the type of blog that I'm talking about. So the rules really are different for that kind of thing than they are for the type that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the person who says, I want to you know, write a blog and tell people about what it's like to be on a ranch, on a dairy farm, run a feedlot, whatever. I would love to see somebody write a blog. And then I don't, you might know if there's anyone out there, but I would love to have someone who's like a pen writer in a feedlot write a blog because you can't tell me there isn't some great stories. And I think I think the kind of that feedlot situation is one of the most um, underrepresented uh, segments of our industry. And definitely, I've I've worked in a couple of feedlots, worked with some pen writers, and have written some pens myself. And um, yeah, you, you know, and you'd think, well, I don't know what there's a story. I I ride the same circle every day. Um, there's definitely a lot that goes on. Working with cows, I'm sorry, the same thing never <laughs> happens every day. But, um, you know, and that's a, that's an area of our industry that is under a lot of scrutiny. It's under a lot of attack. And so a person, if you had the person who had those skill, the writing skills and the, the personality to tell the stories as the person who's doing that. And, and that's really what advocacy, I'm having trouble with that word is all about is we're giving a human face to the industry so people stop thinking of factory farms and factory feedlots and start thinking of human beings working with animals and uh, frustrations and the joys and everything that we put into it and my goal is to tell a good story and if people come away from that feeling better about agriculture that's a bonus you know, I think that's a good example of, of the importance of being able to show what we do 
um, not just tell people about it, but be able to show what it is like through through that overall story um, about what we're doing. One of the best examples I know of of a blog that does an amazing job of advocating while being one of the most entertaining blogs on the internet, in my opinion, is um, Jenny Lawson and her blog, theblogus.com. And she's had basically um, autobiographies that she's written. They've both hit the New York Times bestsellers. And it all started with her blogging about her life. And she suffers from depression and a couple other uh, anxiety, severe anxiety. And yet she's just hilarious. And she has done so much. Like her books will educate you so much about what it's like to live with mental illness. And yet you'll be laughing so hard through most of it. And so she's drawn both a huge crowd of people like me who really never understood mental illness and what it was like to live day to day with anxiety. I mean, to the point where this is a woman who, you know, she goes on book tours and stuff. And there will be times when she has to cancel an event because she can't leave her hotel room. To be, to get inside of the head of a person like that, it gives you so much more respect and understanding of what the challenges are for people who are dealing with depression and dealing with anxiety. And, and yet she does it in such an entertaining way that if she just sat there and said, well, today I couldn't get out of bed. It was awful. My, my rheumatoid arthritis is flaring. Nobody wants to read that. But because she is so much fun to read, she has been a great advocate for mental illness. And she's also a great, her blog has drawn a ton of people who suffer from different forms of mental illness and has a, a huge community of followers who um, can relate to her and, and go to her website when they feel like they're struggling and they need a pick-me-up. They go there to talk to other people and to talk to her. But her latest book is called Furiously Happy. And if you or anybody you know and deal with regularly is suffering from mental illness or depression, I highly recommend it. That book is what comes to mind when you mentioned Jenny. And that's, uh, that's a book that will catch your eye when you're walking through it in the bookshelf, but definitely has made a big impact um, on a lot of people and, and bring awareness to, to some of those issues as well. Yeah. And again, you know, it started with a blog. It started with blog posts and you know, she was so entertaining that she drew an audience. And then once she had that audience, then you can afford to start getting serious and just flat out saying, you know, advocating in a more plain spoken way. But you have to build your audience first and you build your audience by entertaining, in my opinion. Yeah, I think a big part of that uh, is being authentic. A lot of us will be entertaining, um, you know, in the ad communities. I, we're always like there's a lot of humor. Um, we're always laughing. And you can easily try to find the bright side of things, but I think being real and being authentic um, will lead to that entertainment. And your message will come across if you're if you're kind of showing what you're doing. Um, I think the underlying message of education and information will will come across to an audience. But you've got to build that relationship first. Well, Carrie Lana, we've we've definitely covered some ground today uh, and and covered a lot of different different. Um, material and i think you've you shared a lot of good advice from a writer's perspective for for people wanting to share their message um, but for those who are wanting to learn a little bit more about your writing uh, and a little bit more about uh, your books and your story uh, where can uh, where can they find you online 
the best place to find me is at my website, which is just my name, CarrieLindell.com. And from there, you, you'll find links to all of my other social media and online presences. I followed your blog for, for some time, uh, Montana for real. Uh, dot blogspot.com and and uh it's been 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 an entertaining ride for sure yeah i don't i don't write a lot of stories on the blog anymore i usually throw up you know some pictures or a few little short things that aren't enough to make a column but i don't do as much storytelling but like you said there's in the archives you can find a lot of the old stories that i wrote that have since become newspaper columns or magazine columns well, hey, Carrie, I appreciate it, and I hope uh, hope people go and 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 go to your website and fo- sign up to follow along um, on your journey. And definitely looking forward to uh, to seeing that uh, next step as the new book comes out in August. And uh, hope to see it, hope to see it definitely picked up, and and excited to see what people think about it. So there you go, get your hands on it early, quick. Well, thank you, Carolyn. I appreciate it. Um, Carrie Lindell on the podcast today, and thank you for joining me. Thank you. Well, hey, I hope you really enjoyed that conversation I had with Carrie Lindell. She's an author and rancher from here in Montana. And we had a couple of audio problems, but I definitely, uh, you know, I think we got some good points there. But I, I wanted to share something else that she had to add. Another rule is that uh, it's important to show and, and not tell. And so part of that in your writing is explaining something a little bit more. So instead of saying this is a really stressful day or this was a really exciting day, we had a lot of fun expand upon that a little bit. So is it a stressful day? Well, what's the storyline that made that stressful? Uh, did, did things not go right in the pasture? Um, did a horse not cooperate? Did the cows get out? Um, or was it exciting? Um, you know, we were all working cows in the, in the corrals and there was a crazy cow come through there. She busted a gate and then all hell broke loose. And long story short, kind of go into the story of of how that was exciting or how that was stressful rather than just saying that one short little phrase and that'll really give your readers the opportunity to to join you in the story and to get a little glimpse of of what got on and give them an opportunity to visualize that and they'll really be a little bit more invested in the story that you're telling and Carrie has lots of other good tips. If you want to catch a hold of her, um, take a look at the show notes I've got today at agricultureproud.com slash podcast. Just look for episode 16. And I'll have links to Carrie's um, online profiles and social media pages so that you can get a hold of her. And also be on the lookout for her book. It's called Reckless in Texas, um, released October. August 2nd and that all the details will be on her website that I'll share there. So, so pretty exciting to see someone with some experience um, in a rodeo background. She's writing about a rodeo stock contractor and kind of behind the scenes of that and, and tapping into that novel um, novel genre of, of readers and being able to, to share a little bit of advocacy while being entertaining like she was talking about. Well, that's all I got for this week. I hope you tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. And as always, you can connect with me on social media as Ag Proud Ryan and on Facebook as Agriculture Proud. And until next time, I'm Ryan Goodman with the Agriculture Proud Podcast. Mm-hmm.